Hey y'all, Indy here from the Conscious Club Podcast, the number one podcast on Wolfpack this week. Tori and I are talking about the man behind the shades, the man with the neck brace, the man with the signature bass. That's right. It's Mr. Joe Dart himself. He's not in studio. We're just talking about him here on the Conscious Club Podcast. Carter on YouTube. J E R E M I E. No Y. Carrier. Sorry, my sunglasses. My Joe Dark sunglasses are on. G E R E M I E. C A R R I E R on YouTube. Beautiful. Let's see if I can keep up, huh? Oh. Joe Fart. Do you have a Thunder bass? Joe Fart on the Squire bass. here but that's okay we learn we're playing music here let's go half speed. point five right yeah let's try yeah let's try point five. That's right. let's go 75 75 i ain't that bad y'all yeah that's right let's try this let's try this let's try this Thank you. 
Jeremy Carrier, this guy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway. Joe Fart on the Squire Bass. Joe Fart on the Squire Bass. <laughs> that was that was a uh, that was a bad cover. Oh my gosh. I must preface this by saying he only practiced once last night for like 25 minutes. Hey. But at least he practiced. A little bit of he practice. He came in a little bit prepped. I saw that he had some notes up on the on the computer, so he was he was doing some research, this guy. <sighs> yeah, tabs. I'm so glad you could be with us, Joe Fart. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm a man of... Uh, few words. Few words. And, uh, more farts than words. <laughs> I'm Joe Fart. <laughs> on the uh on the uh, squire jazz bass <laughs> jazz bass <laughs> i love it uh well welcome everybody it's the conscious club podcast it is off to a little rocky start there but hey you know we 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 aim to please uh we aim to um shock. you know shock <laughs> awe um and more of aw. yeah he doesn't practice you know like that kind of thing. <laughs> um but yes it's a it's a the conscious club podcast it's a podcast about wolfpack mm-hmm. um we are here to, um, we're basically the IRS of the Wolf Pack. Correct. We are. We audit. We audit um, the content that is uh, thrown at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about it. It's a place where we come each week to talk about the Wolf. Correct. Um, I want to start out by saying um, that the show's Instagram is at the Conscious Club Podcast. On Instagram, we post weekly or mm-hmm. da- mostly daily there. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of Wolf memes. Stuff about the show. Things some about stories. the ancillary members, new records, new videos. Right. Yeah. Much like the Theo Katzman appreciation team, mm-hmm. it's another Wolf entity. Yeah. A ventity. Wolf updates. Yeah. A ventity. A ventity. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, also, uh, Tori's Instagram is at Senorita Toria. She's Thank an you. incredible artist. Uh, S E N O R I T A T O R I A. Right? Yep. Yep. Um, also, you can uh, hit us up directly here on the show uh, at what is it? TCCP, TCCP Direct. Direct. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little bubbly from the coffee. Yeah, Joe Fart. Joe Fart. <clears throat> Joe Fart Joe coming Fart, in with yes. the gas. It is TCCP Direct at gmail.com. We wanted to go the fearless route and go TCCP Direct. Send <laughs> us your your voice memos, your mm-hmm. selfie videos, telling us we're wrong about everything we're talking about because. We Most are. likely we are. Um, and yeah, uh, also the art behind me is uh, a, a wonderful piece of uh, piece of art from Mr. Cody Sen mm-hmm. Paintings. At Cody Sen Paintings on Instagram. He also Follow has an him. Etsy shop. Follow him. Uh, buy his art. And most likely, or please, buy his original art because that pays the bills, y'all. You know? mm-hmm. Um so yeah, this uh, we're, we're here. We're doing it. It's another day. Mm-hmm. It's it's the uh, it's a deep dive into Mr. Joe Dart mm-hmm. with Tori and Joe Fart. So, <laughs> so let's let's get into it. I think we have, um, I think we can start out with a tiny funny funk that mm-hmm. is also somewhat um, relevant or um, uh, recent in nature. Mm-hmm. So let's let's see let's see what we can do here. So this is Ono Typeco's uh, Instagram story opening the Jodart signature base. I think I think it'd be good to start. Uh oh, what have we here? A v- pretty chill of them to send it in uh, the hard shell case here. Stoked on that. 
Okay, that's a pretty nice oh, that's touch. So cool. <laughs> Joe Dart lettering oh, I love in that the font. Stingray style uh, on the hard shell case. That's pretty so cool. Pretty cherry. Come Ooh. on. Oh my. Yeah. Love his Birkenstocks, yeah. Look at this. Oh, I love the Joe Dart Dude. signature. This Ooh. is as excited as I get. I'm pinned. <laughs> I'm pinned. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> I've never Is heard that a gorgeous like that. instrument. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Come on. Joe Dart and Ernie Ball. Dude. Come on. <laughs> Gotta love this wildly complicated uh, functional diagram. Eh, that's so cool. We also got the Dart signature on the neck plate. So cool. Vectorized. That <laughs> vectorized, vectorized that. that came out pretty sick. Mm. Mm. Oh, I love how in his house it's just like a bunch of topography. Like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's his. Uh, that's his shtick, man. He's love good it. at it. He's great. Great at it. Um, and yeah, that was the. Uh, the Joe Dart Signature Bass uh, unboxing, so Love to speak, that. from Ono Typeco. Uh, ono Typeco has a has a um, has a um, special place in mm. our hearts uh, in the Wolf Sphere, and we appreciate uh, we appreciate them, and uh, and also Mr. Joe Dart. So, mm -hmm. what better to uh, to celebrate than to uh, do them both in the same video? Absolutely. But yes, it is the the Jump and Jive Joe Week. Mm -hmm. is, is that what, is that jump and jive jump and jive week. so uh what do we got what do we got here so just to start off on a high note here i All thought right. it would be it, it would it would be nice to start off with this article joe dart the one thing you absolutely can't skip on is developing great time uh, this is an article on joe dart from music radar the wolfpack player on beginnings bass advice and his signature music band bass mm-hmm mm so they asked their audience to nominate the hottest bass player on the planet and they the overwhelming winner was joe dart from wolfpack not a surprising moment in time heck yeah say. so i think i uh pull some stuff oh yeah i do definitely so um so uh this is all from the, this uh article but um so it basically says that uh, uh, I'm stumbling on my words. I'm sorry. No, that's it's completely early. fine. I mean, so, so he, I mean, he was voted voted. I mean, on on uh, Music Radar, voted the hottest bases on the mm -hmm. planet, and an overwhelming winner was Joe Dart. So mm -hmm. there now, there's a uh, some Wolf criticism. Which, yeah, this which is in the I'm article. Curious about. Yeah, yeah, so this is in the article. <clears throat> and it says criticism of the band usually involves the word hipsters, which instantly reveals the middle-aged demographic of the critics. An age range that I had that I that I and most of the magazine staff share. But any serious analysis of the group and its music reveals that they are far from a flash in the pan fashion trend as you can get. 100%. I think that's great. I think Love that's that. awesome. Um, I also think that, um, you know, people who um, call them hipsters aren't necessarily wrong. It's just, I mean, you know, they live on the east side of L.A. That's hipsterville. So, I mean, like, they live there. 
I would say a- aesthetically, like, yeah, Jack is a little bit hipstery. Right, um, like in his interview, and, in his interview with the Red Bull mm-hmm. people at at uh, mm-hmm. um, Hullabaloo or whatever they call uh, Bonnaroo, he was saying like his morning routine is that he rides a rides a bike to a coffee shop, <laughs> uh, or it may have been in the third story progress, I, I forget, but um, he rides his bike to a coffee shop in Eagle Rock every morning and then runs a hill. The poop. He climbs a hill. Yeah, he climbs a hill and poops on the top of the hill. So definitely not not a hipster. <laughs> um, but definitely um, not definitely not as well. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just seem like it's like Jack is more of a trend leader than a trend follower. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but it's like it's a mischaracterization. I feel I like the music isn't hipstery, but but Jack's right. like actual persona as a person is is a little bit like that but his music really isn't really like that i I feel and this is from our limited you know limited view of him from the internet so we also don't know him he could also not be at all we don't know but we want to change that with the conscious club podcast Mm -hmm. uh perhaps we'll get a google hangout facetime oh i'm sure we will in the future we'll figure Um, it out if he actually poops on hills or not oh he does (laughs) he does (laughs) <laughs> have you spotted him i haven't spotted him but uh we could definitely get some bird watching binoculars <laughs> and go to the go to eagle rock and just look at the the tallest hill the hill climber himself the hill climber himself and that'd be funny like <laughs> you know like it's like in a movie where they're like looking through a telescope or something to like, <laughs> or like a sniper rifle yeah and to like, all of a sudden they're like and it's so what? far away and it's like it's it's literally jack stratton but like you're Squatting. a mile away and it's just zoomed in so far away but you could still you can see a tiny man in a red shirt with white stripes on this thing just squatting and like looking around <laughs> and with his with his white headphones on yes. listening to a smile meditation yeah as he as he uh you know evacuates his bowels oh my uh, god that the, got graphic of, uh, a little bit of graphic but getting hey, graphic here on the goddess club podcast who, who you know he wasn't discreet enough to leave the, that information out in some <laughs> interviews so we're holding the trendsetters accountable for their words <laughs> okay um yeah wolf criticism i agree and disagree but i, I mostly disagree yeah yeah yeah. What else we got? So um, we're just getting into a little Q&A here they had from this article with Joe. And um, it says, the question was, is it rewarding to get this level of recognition from, sorry. Recognition. Recognition. It's My, a morning session. It's a morning, here. yeah. From the base community, Joe. And it says, it's the coolest thing for me. When I hear young bass players come up to me after the shows and say, you're the reason I started or you're the reason I stuck with it, that is the highest honor for me. Beautiful. So, yeah. Beautiful. And... and you know not many people get to have that kind of uh mm-hmm. revered reaction and this you young know? yeah and this young he's not he hasn't even broke 30 yet yeah so anyway i didn't mean to cut you off there oh no you're fine um and then they asked him how long have you been playing and he said i started when i was about eight years old when my dad realized he had five children all of whom who loved music as kids. And he said, well, why don't we have a family band? Mm. We literally had one instrument assigned to each of us and and a basement with a drum set, a bass, a guitar, and keys. So our future family? <laughs> I'm not having five children come out of me. <laughs> uh, Unless okay. we adopt three. Well, we can do, we can do a trio. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. We have one kid and us. No, or, I, I'm down for one or two. A quintet? 
No, no, not a quintet. Uh, uh, what's a four? It's a. Uh, is there a four? It's a quintet. Quintet. Trio. Quintet. Isn't quintet five? No. Quarter. Quartet. 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 Then quintet. <laughs> Shake thing. Quintet is four. Hey! Huh? <laughs> don't Mark Wahlberg or uh, Mark. Uh, it's Mark. A, um, uh, Patrick, Patrick Warburton. Warburton. Me. I almost said Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> he did say. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, been playing bass a while with the, with the family band, Mr. Joe Dark. And then they said uh, he sounds like a cool dad, and he said the coolest. So about age eight, I had a samic bass with action about a foot high, and luckily developed my finger strength and dexterity on a bass that was impossible to play. The second bass I ever got was a Fender, and then the third bass I got was a Music Man. That's great. Also along the music de- uh, the the finger dexterity. Mm-hmm. Um, in my, um, very humble intro in the very humble intro here, um, I got to say that when I, when I sat down last night to practice Dean's mm-hmm. for the first time, um, I, I, I got, uh, an insight into what dexterity really is mm-hmm. <laughs> cause I've played bass in bands before, but like it's been years and years and I mostly play guitar if I play anything. Yeah. So it's like having like, ah, Joe Dart. When you start at eight and you just you just keep, keep going. on going, you're dude. The guy could probably like smash concrete in his hand, you know? <laughs> uh, crumble it into pieces like literally uh, like your Q rates um, <laughs> deliveries. Literally, right. love that. Um, so they asked him, "Where did you grow up?" He said, "I grew up in Northern Michigan." Harbor Springs, baby. He said, "I grew up in Northern Michigan, in the middle of nowhere." Harbor Springs. You would think it would not be a musical hotbed, but there are a couple of great bass players from Detroit, Chicago, and even New York. They would be Michiganders originally, move out to the coast to play, and decide to semi-retire. Ah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, this is, is this the, uh, the Victor Wootens? The, uh, um, it's all the ba- that's all the notable bass players. <laughs> <laughs> One person. <laughs> the Victor Wootens of the world. and The Joe Darts of the world, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. How'd you get into funk, though? Um, it was a confluence of the influences of my parents and my bass teachers, who happened to be in the sphere of funk music. He said, my mom and dad loved Stevie Wonder and Prince. My mom saw Prince like four times, and we had his music on around the house. He says, I remember as a kid dancing around the living room to Prince, Michael Jackson, and Stevie Wonder. And also his bass teachers realized that as a young bass player, nothing will get you excited like a band that features the bass prominently. Mm. For me, that was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Then later, Earth, Wind & Fire, Sly and the Family Stone, and I fell in love with it. Mm. I need to to listen to more Sly and the Family Stone. (laughs) It's it's a name that comes up a lot in the Wolf Sphere, and... Unless there's been a like a hit that I don't know it's by them, mm-hmm. I really don't know any music by them. So maybe that'd be a good uh, thing to bring up in a future podcast. Yeah, that or maybe would. even a podcast that already happened already because we're banking them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that podcast already happened by the one by the time this comes out. And yeah, if it did, well, it was a great podcast, right? Oh my god, this guy! <laughs> All right, we've got, so, we got one more. Uh, oh, a couple more, a couple more. Yeah. So how did you meet the other Wolfpack musicians? He said, when I came down to Ann Arbor, where the University of Michigan school is, I saw an amazing band called My Dear Disco, mm. which was a synth pop band with a synth player on one side and an organ player on another. A great singer, a great drummer, bass player, and guitarist. Two of the guys in that band would later go on to be my bandmates, my friends, and Wolfpack. 
At the time, I was just a high schooler at a sold-out show in a college town, just losing it over this band. I couldn't believe their energy in their songs. Those guys were Theo Katzman, who plays drums and sings in Wolfpack, and Joey Dosick, who is a great singer-songwriter in his own right. He also plays with Wolfpack. He said, I would have never have guessed that after being at this show as a high schooler and being inspired to come to that school, that I would end up playing with those guys. It was so fortuitous Mm. that I decided to go to U of M for that reason and met band leader Jack Stratton after that. And I love, um, I love even though, you know, the, um, the whole Chris Ager Mm -hmm. part of the, uh, the Wolf sphere. Mm -hmm. I don't know necessarily if he wasn't, he wasn't in Wolfpack, but you know Chris Ager left uh, um, U of M yep. or Michigan to go on a, a cruise tour, <laughs> and uh, that that left Jack, Jack Stratton Basis. without a bass player. And then how fortuitous, like Joe mentioned, he just happened to be going to the school. Obviously, much younger <laughs> than the rest of the group, but that doesn't that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean anything really because mm-hmm. uh, the chops make him up to. You know, the caliber of, yeah. of Victor Wooten. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see Wooten and, and Dart go toe-to-toe. Wooten. Wooten. I like that last name. Oh, you'd love Victor Wooten. Maybe we can we can dive into a, a video or two. Yeah. Oh, that'd be uh, cool. Do a show and maybe dive into a video or two in here. Oh, he's, that'd be he's cool. An incredible uh, yeah, I'm down. Player. Yeah. So, um, cool fact about uh, Joe here. He was a college dropout. He didn't complete his degree. Um, that- James Jamerson. Sorry. James Jamerson. <laughs> Victor Wooten. <laughs> oh, there he goes. He finally remembered the James other James Jamerson. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> but I only know two. And Fleet. Three. <laughs> so um, they asked him, did you complete your degree? He said, I didn't. I left in 2010 to hit the road with the very band that I saw in high school that inspired me to go to the U of M. That was My Dear Disco. He said, when I met Stratton, he had a college funk band called Groove Spoon, and they were looking for a new bass player. That band had a lead singer named Antoine Stanley who has gone on to feature in Wolfpack. Jack and I started playing together. Great funk music that Jack was composing. But we were also a great wedding band with a fantastic horn section. All music school guys. Awesome. <clears throat> so yeah, he didn't complete his degree because he basically started like going on the road. Because he's Joe Dart. Also, it's like, there's if you go on YouTube and find, maybe you could do this while I'm talking, uh, the really early Joe Dart video mm-hmm. um, on YouTube. Where um, there is uh, Joe Dart um, practicing, maybe. It's the description of the video is, yes, maybe it's this one. Maybe it's this one. It looks like this one. 2007. Uh, Made this one real quick, hoping it'll, it'll suffice for an audition. J-Man Jazz on YouTube. That's him. 215 subscribers. So... There's one here. It wasn't that one. It was this one. First vid practice session. Uh, this is Jodart practicing. And it says, Video Jam Test 212. <laughs> I should have been working on homework. Then again, playing music is in- infinitely more important. More vids to come, I should think. Sorry about the sound quality. I'm going to try and perfect the art. So this is... A- and him playing reggae, which me being from San Diego yeah. is a... Uh, is a rite of passage. Um, I gotta say, I should have been working on homework. Then again, music is infinitely more important. Goes along with exactly what we've been saying mm-hmm. just the past minute ago. <clears throat> yeah. Where he left school. It's not because 
it, it wasn't for him. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm sure like he was just doubling down on being a career musician, which I'm pretty sure is something that, um, you know, it's an innate feeling. It's probably stuff that you get told where mm-hmm. it's just like you should be going to school is only going to keep you from being prolific. Yeah. You know, um, he was already kind of like a base prodigy. So him going to college, what is that really going to do other than help you find people and right. network and find friends and other bands to be in? Like, that's really why you go to college. Like somebody like Joe and he did and he met the people. So once you meet the people and you're in the bands, you don't why, why go back to right. school? And yeah. like his, his work speaks more than what a degree would say, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a a very good parallel to what we were talking about. No, I love uh, that. J Man Jazz on YouTube. That's uh, Mr. Joe, <laughs> uh, Mr. Joe Dart. Love that. Um, so then Wolfpack so, came along. This is the so, next part of the uh, interview. Mm-hmm. So in 2011, this is after Agar left or Agar left, Agar, like yeah. you said. So in 2011, Stratton invited me to play with. Which the was Groove? Sorry to interrupt, but that that was. Groove Spoon, right? When a uh, college funk band called Groove Spoon, as mm-hmm. they were looking for a new bass, new player, bass player, which is Chris Chris Ager going mm-hmm. on a cruise tour. Yeah. Yeah. So then in 2011, Stratton invited me to play the first session of the band that would later become Bullfuck. He said, I didn't know what it would be. I didn't think any of us did. Stratton had a little bit of a vision, but I think even he had no idea what it would turn into. He said, we played a session for our buddy's college project, and he was recording straight to tape, and his thesis was, I'm going to make a straight to tape recording in the school studios, and I'm going to hire a crack team of studio musicians from town to play on it. And that was Stratton, me, Katzman, and Goss. He said, little did I know when we were making the first Wolfpack, we were making the first Wolfpack record. Mm. We ended up making three more of those, which were little six track EPs over the next three years. And since then a studio record every year. Incredible. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like this guy's college thesis kind of, it wasn't even Jack Stratton's thesis. No, it was it, their friend. it kind of, um, it started their process of like the recording, uh, right. the video. And then like, like he said, straight to tape recording in in the studio, right? And in the video aspect of it, it's it's so great because over the years, um, you can kind of see the trial and errors of of Wolfpack video aesthetic, where it's like this these first videos are mm-hmm. pretty HD, they look good. There's no uh, visual effects on them. It doesn't look like it's from the 70s. Mm-hmm. And then also, once once Wolfpack kind of gets started up again, you kind of see them kind of diving in between what what is good, what isn't good in terms of what they're what they're um, what works for their visual mm-hmm. visual uh, aesthetic, like Adrian and Adrian. Oh yeah, that's like, cool. It's all in HD. It's I mean it's it's you know there's some effects in there like the mirroring of the of the video mm-hmm. later in the video, but. I think that's mostly because he was trying to get the guy with dreads out of the shot. <laughs> yeah, for, the for video the guy. Part. Yeah, the video, the the uh, B cam operator. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's cool to see that they didn't even know. Like it was a thing before it was a thing. Like they had this record already, and then Wolfpack wasn't even formed. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> they didn't even know they were making their first record when when they recorded, which is kind of cool. Right. And I think it, this is how this is how this kind of stuff starts. 
you mm-hmm. know, where it's not like, yeah, obviously Jack's going to have a vision on something because he's Jack. Uh, and I think no matter what he's going to be doing that is artistic, he's going to have a vision for it mm-hmm. because I think it's just like it's setting your parameters around and, and executing and mm-hmm. then stepping back and go, that's that was that. Right. right? And um, it's cool that they've continued like they've been consistent with that over time um and also just be like they dare to be great mm-hmm. you know which which is um something you have to kind of be confident about you know and i think having goss katzman stratton and dart that the core four there really kind of you know it just it's it's just it's just the the mechanics of it all. You can't have mm-hmm. a car without tires and an engine yeah. and, a, and, a, and a frame. And there are four tires and, on a car, so it's kind of uh, hey. the core four of these guys. My first car, am I right? My first am car, right? yeah. All right. Well, great uh, Q and A. I think that was a yeah, good uh, was... palate cleanser for the for the show. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so I found this really cool um, equipment wiki thing, and it tells you. Um, <clears throat> All the equipment that Joe Dart uses, which I thought was kind of cool. And you can look up any artists or anything on this um, equipment board website, equipmentboard.com. And you can search your favorite um, musicians in this website and it'll show you uh, his ranking and and what he uses, what strings he uses, what Fender basses he uses. Um, That's super cool. Yeah. And you can go to uh, strings. Oh, what? And stuff like that, too. So you can see what he uses. Amplifiers. Labella 760, Deep Talk, and Fat Wounds. Roto Sound, Swing Bass 66, RS 66M. This is great. You can go to his pedals, his pedals. amplifiers. Oh, no pedals. Studio equipment. Ooh, he's got the, the Radial Engineering Pro DI Passive Direct Box. Ooh, I should have been, uh, been using that for the intro. <laughs> um, amplifiers. See what he's got. Amps, yeah. Oh, I've seen the I've seen the Mark Bass cab mm-hmm. at uh, past shows. This is cool. Yeah, isn't this cool? Bass head. Yeah, the Aguilar D uh, DB seven five one seven fifty watt hybrid bass head. <laughs> great. This is this is a great find. I like this. Yeah, it's pretty Beautiful. cool. So yeah, um, if there's anyone else you uh, want to figure out what they use. Uh, other uh, gear a ray-ban unisex large love uh, that wafer Matt. sunglasses Matt, i love that love that that, that alone that's, that's great. incredible yeah yeah so if you guys want to look up um anyone else that you really love here you can just search them on equipboard.com yeah. yeah like what they use if you want to like yeah so yeah can we can we go back and hit up uh stratton in there Oh yeah, we can let's see if see, he's let's on see if there. We got the, uh, I want to see if he we can get um, the uh, the exact model of the uh, the TED Talk mic. Let's see if no. what we got. No Jack Stratton here. Mm-mm. The guy is scarce. Am I right? <laughs> Ooh, going Woody Goss, huh? No, Theo. No. No. Damn, dude. We only got Joe Dart. Well, what about Bernard Purdy? Oh, oh, oh. This might this might be fruitful. What? <gasps> no Bernard Purdy. Oh, guys, boy. this is a travesty. All right, so maybe not equipboard.com, guys. Um, <laughs> Take everything back. 
All right. So um, I thought that this was really cool. Some guy made a video and he like deep dives into Joe's skills and he like made this video all about Joe. And I thought it was really cool. All right. So this is Scott's bass lessons on YouTube. The glove. This guy. Hey guys, Scott Devine here from scottsbassessons.com and today we're going to be talking about something that Joe Dart does and Pino Palladino does. I'm going to be showing you some very specific examples Pino? of him doing that. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because today we're primed. talking about how people can play fast on bass. We're talking about speed. He's in zone two. He is in zone two and uh, bringing it. play those fast lines. I love that glove. Okay, we all want to just like rip into those cool riffs and those cool licks and those cool lines, but there's so many of us that are just having issues with our technique, you know, giving us the ability to do that. So we've got three things that we're going to be looking at today. First of all, we're going to have a must-have number one. This is the one that Joe Dart and Pino Palladino have got nailed, as well as a lot of other players. We're going to be seeing them doing that. Then there's the must-have number two, okay? These are the key things that we must have to be able to play any kind of lines at speed on the bass. And then we're gonna have a must we get it. do number three. And this is a really killer exercise. It's super simple to start implementing and it's going to give you a ton of results really fast, okay? Now before I go any further, I just wanna let you know that my brand new impossible. Let's, uh, yeah. I want let's get to some. Uh, spread that reach when we're oh, playing. We fast lines. Feel free to skip around. Yeah, well, I'm just trying like to find like, what the hell FH means. For ah, come on. Get you burning on the oh, here it is. Must have number one is we must have our fretting hand together, okay? Uh, if we've got any real big problems with our fretting hand over here, yeah. it's really going to make it impossible to play any lines at any great speed. Just right, want to say so that the must-have number one is something I don't have, so got to work on that. All right, well we figured it and out. As you can all, you know, easily see in the end. <laughs> right. And the main thing, if I had to point out one main culprit with fretting hands, culprit. it mm. is this wrist here that people took it up instead of having it down. And what mm. happens is Joe's definitely uh, like that. Like this, Joe's right? definitely really I'm flat. Do sideways so you can see this. I want you to, this part of the palm here, I want you to push it towards the ceiling, but keep the knuckles here at the same level. So I want you to push your palm up towards your hand. Like that, right? And what happens is, all of these fingers Oh yeah, you can't move them as much. Together. I definitely feel that. For me to Like, I can move my fingers really well like this, but if I turn my wrist, it's really hard to move playing. my fingers. Definitely. So I feel that for sure. Fast lines. Really, really important because it gives us the ability to move around fluidly. That's why on Joe's the really flat. Now, just to give you an example of this, I'm going to cut over to the computer. Oh. I'm going to show you Pino Palladino <laughs> and Joe Dutton doing the same Pino Palladino. So this is Pino Palladino playing with Dude, John Mayer. We're on YouTube watching a YouTube video of a guy playing a YouTube video. Right, this we is him talking about Joe. The wrist okay. will tuck up, and you'll see his wrist going down and up depending on what is needed within the lines. Check this out. Up and down. Ah. See, up, down, up. And again, it's up, isn't it? So now it's tucked up. Watch it come down. Here we go. Down. So da it's down there, and it's about to go up a little bit. 
Here Boom. we go. See, it's getting tucked up there. Uh, There's just a happy man. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Woody Goss. See what I mean? It's really easy to see that it's such a key part of their All right, plane. let's see what number and two that is. technique that gives them the ability to... Do we have two yet? P-H. P-H. Is that uh, picking finger hand? Picking, picking hand. More, more. Evening. Now, okay. when you've got that, you should <clears> be able to get a little more, you know, a little, little bit more stretch with that left hand, which is going to give you a lot more fluidity when moving around the neck. Mm. Now, mm. number right, two, two. must have number two is picking hand. your plucking hand. Plucking hand. You've got to have your plucking hand together. If you think Do you about have your it, plucking hand together? Kind of like two separate entities. No. You don't have either of your together. hands together. Dude, not fretting hand. You just have nubs. So much You're just slapping them against the base. Okay. Yep. What you absolutely need to have down to get any type of speed in your playing is really great alter alternate picking, moving up, ascending. Okay, so when you're moving <laughs> up the base. It's got to be I-M, 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 index, middle, index, middle. None of this index, index middle, index, middle, middle, index, middle, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it needs to be dialed in so you can just... Index, middle, index, middle. You can just dial it in when you need it, okay? And when you're descending, you need to either alternate all the way, I-M, 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 or do what I call economy picking. <laughs> where I'm using, I'm doubling up on the index finger or the middle finger, depending on how I'm moving down. So if I'm going down a major scale like this, I can play index, index, middle, index, index, middle, index, middle. So every time I move across a string, I'm using the same finger as I move across. And I can do the same with the middle finger as well. Middle, <laughs> middle, index, middle, middle, index, middle, middle, index. So if you hear any of those guys that are playing like these types of, types of lines, okay, where they're doing those fast, mm. those types mm. of lines, most of the time they are using economy picking with their right hand. And also, uh. on top of getting the, the economy and the alternate plucking down in the plucking hand, <laughs> a really great exercise is to get the independence exercises together as well. So your index and your middle finger are equally Should we see if he brings up a, like you uh, would on a another video of as a Joe? drummer, you wouldn't have one let's hand see. that was like way more um, All right, let's go let's go to number yeah, must to do three. number 3, huh? Speed, okay? Now, on here to number 3, mm. okay? Must the do. must do We're here to exercise. take away. The must do <laughs> exercise is what I call speed bursts. Ah, uh, speed so play Sky Mall? Bursts. <laughs> and speed bursts is where you take a major scale, or any scale, but in our case we'll take the major scale. Let's take a major C major scale. Okay. And what I want you to do is play three notes a string. So I actually want you to start the C major scale, but on the B here. Okay. So B, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D, E, F. Okay, and fingers, if you wanted to put numbers to the fingers, it'd be one, two, four, one, two, four, one, three, four, one, three, four. Now, when you're playing a fast line, the problem areas are going to be when you're crossing the strings. It's not going to be, if you pick up your bass right now, okay, or if you've got it in your hands, you're probably able to play. 
three notes at that tempo. <laughs> but can you play the whole thing at that tempo? That was the same tempo as this. Whole thing. Indy learns to play the bass. So why can you play three notes and not the whole thing, right? The reason is you're crossing, you're crossing over the strings, strings. up a ton of issues for your technique, and your technique's crumbling, and you are technique ending up a bit of a rumbling. technique mess, right? Technique mess. A whole hot mess. <laughs> so how do we do this? We just add a note each time, and we let our technique get used to adding that note, okay? We'll start with three notes. Now go to four notes. Bring the tempo down a little bit. Now that probably feels okay. <laughs> but when you add in the fifth note, the, that F, now we're like properly on that A string. He's now we're in another note, six notes. Now we're adding seven <laughs> notes. Falling apart. <laughs> now, as I'm doing it, obviously I've done that over a minute, right? You should be doing this over <laughs> days or weeks, being able to play five notes really smoothly at a certain speed. <laughs> then you add in that sixth note, and if your technique starts to fall to bits, then you start analysing why is it falling to bits? Is is it my thumb? Why is it, is it falling to bits? Muting technique? Is it my left hand? Like, what is it specifically? That's falling What's off, falling to bits for you? Hard for you because everybody's Everything. different. Um, so you can watch as many <laughs> timing, YouTube videos as everything, you want to, and dexterity, <laughs> talent, specific problem. Only you. Can the lack of practice because you haven't picked up the that lack base. Of yeah, talent. Base, well, I got the talent. I just don't have the practice. <laughs> then four notes. Then five. Three notes. Four notes. Three notes. Four notes. Five notes. And go through that sequence. Adding in a note every few. All right, Scott's bass lessons coming in hot here. Scott's bass lessons, eh? All right, what do we, what do we got here? So, so we've learned uh, the beginnings of Joe. Mm -hmm. We learned, you know, Joe going to school and realizing it's not for him. Mm -hmm. We've gone into Wolfpack, mm -hmm. and we've learned the three, the two must-haves and mm -hmm. the one must-do, according to Scott. Mm -hmm. uh, what else do we got on Mr. Joe Dark? So we have a few things here. We have um, some. You remember how in the in the Woody uh, the Woody deep dive we talked about how he played with the group Olam. The Olam, yes. We have that with Joe, but we also have these really cool videos of Joe jamming on some cool bass guitars, also. So I think we should dive into those videos really cool, really quickly. There's just yeah. some really cool vids here. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Got a dope DP on this, too. Huh? Mm -hmm. Jeez. Hold on just a sec. Hold on. Let's see this finger dexterity when he gets to that. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. 
Has that flat wrist, this guy. you guys which bass this is because these are all going to be different basses. This is the Ernie Ball Music Man Stingray Bass number 26, the Old Smoothie. Uh. So we have two more other ones here and then uh, let's see what the next bass is. This one is the Music Stingray Man five. Stingray 5, neck through bass. Mm, beautiful. Here he is. Cherry Blue red. Sneaks. changing settings again. Oh, I love playing with Joe Dart. <laughs> love it. Beautiful. Prepped and primed with the drum set I think here. This might be another Wolf one, but this is the uh Man Bongo 5 bass. Oh boy. We have a case opening shot here. Oh no, typeco all over again. funky dog one more time i think it was really fun yeah was we fun. absolutely can maybe not for you guys but it was great for me let's try let's try there we go absolutely let's see what the comments say too he's a funky duck uh, they said joe on a five string i never thought i'd see the day <laughs> <laughs> he's on the scene oh he's changing his thingy fuck <laughs> First to leave, <laughs> thinking over tea, <laughs> and he was fourteen. 
They kind of cut it up, but. He's a funky dog. He's a funky dog. I say. here that i didn't oh. include actually well, it's a white one it. which i don't think we saw yeah Ooh, let's do this one dude this I'm, might be I'm another ready. wolf song oh it is oh yeah <laughs> oh. oh it's good it gets funkier <laughs> yeah i think so yeah yep <laughs> Let's see if anyone commented anything about that. He's probably messing with his little nabos again. Nut. <laughs> <laughs> Compensated oh nut for precise intonation. intonation. Oh my god, love the precision or a compensated nut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so uh, I have a before we go into Olam, I have uh, Joe Dart singing, and then mm -hmm. I have a interview with Joe Dart. Let's so do it. which one do you think you want to hear first? Let's, let's hear him sing. All right. Is it a pecapella? Not sure. I don't remember. So Love is a beautiful thing. Hugging, kissing, laughing, holding. Love is a, there's a mushy towel right here. on the VO. Joe Dart in the Fender vocals. <laughs> Joe Dart singing does not compute. Ah. I'm sorry, but since when did Joe Dart sing? I didn't know that I went to. Uh, I didn't either. <laughs> oh, 
There's a Lennon poster behind them, and that was one of my uh, my uh, Wolf styles for Woody. Remember? Ah, for Woody, yes. Lennon. L- Lennon is Woody. Yeah. What do you mean Lennon? I- is Lennon? <laughs> you go back to Conscious Club. It's one of the early ones. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know which one. We obviously don't have to watch this whole interview, but if anyone is interested, Welcome. there well, is well, another should... Allegra interview with oh, Joe Dart. Let's do this. So Love the you, framing. You that because you were going to be the bass player in your family band, so exactly. it could have gone another way. Yeah. yeah very true. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you are a big uh, inspiration to a lot, a lot of aspiring bassists these days. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that is awesome. Um, but uh, what advice would you give to someone uh, who's trying to become a better bass player? Um, first of all, it's the highest, um, honor for me. Anytime someone says that I inspire them, that I inspired them to play or inspired them to, it, you know, practice or learn this Wolf tune. It's, it's, yeah. it's crazy for me to hear. And I, I, I'm so honored. Um, the thing that I often tell bass players, if they ask me like, well, what's, something I could work on or what's a way to approach this. I, I, I always say, just remember the importance of time and groove. Just remember that you as a bass player have to be one with the drummer, have to be one with the groove and you're equally a timekeeper and equally in charge of the way a song feels as the drummer is. Um, yeah. So that's to me the most important thing the other things like that are foundational you know of course you 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 need to work up to a certain level of technique and dexterity and theory but those things don't mean all that much if you don't have a really great sense of groove and time and feel totally and you did a Mm. lot of practicing like to a click right yeah i had a drum machine that i played with endlessly before i found other people to play with and then i found luckily some great drummers to play with um so I'd say, yeah, uh, between playing with uh, a metronome for a long time and then also grooving 
and getting really locked in with some great drummers uh, in in my life is has been has made all the difference. I feel very very lucky. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> One with the groove. One with the groove. This guy. <laughs> you know, it's it's weird, it. it's weird to hear him. Love speak it. Speak at length about most Isn't of it. Cause cool? It's like he's like the uh, the silent one. I know. You know, in in the band. So it's it's cool. Uh, that's a Allegra's uh, interview. Stop it's ginger time. Stop it's ginger time on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Wolf admin. Mm-hmm. Um, great uh, great interviews. The state of the Wolf mm-hmm. and uh, interviews with the with the great ones. So yeah, check out that if you want to hear uh, the quiet one. The quiet one. Have a few more words. The quiet sunglasser. <laughs> so we're gonna go into some Olam stuff, um, which we did talk about a little bit I- I with Woody, mm-hmm. but uh, this is pretty cool. Oh, we did show this one with Woody. But yeah. <laughs> this one oh, yeah, we up. did. This is DeBarro's Folk Club on YouTube. Here's Joe. Ah, uh, yes. We have many other Olam videos, though, that you haven't seen. They're coming this up is next. in but, yeah, Ireland, This right? is, uh... Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So both, uh... Great. Woody and Joe play with Olam here. And we have a few more. This one is on an Irish TV uh, station, this one. And Woody isn't in this one, but Joe is. (laughs) Never seen so many white people in my entire life. I know, (laughs) literally though. Love the little focus, right? Sitting there. Mm is on Fleet HTV. Mm-hmm. Channel 4 probably looks like. Mm-hmm. This guy coming in hot again. This little flute. I think Joe comes in here. This is really good. Here he is. I love how the drummer, I think I said this in a prior podcast, but the drummer looks like Sal from Impractical Jokers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. His alter ego. Right. I, I dig this a lot. Joe definitely fits in. Looks yeah. like he could be an Irishman in this little group here. He may even be. <laughs> True, he could be. T- T- Tyler Duncan with the, uh, the nose bridge piercing, huh? Uh-huh. The fanciest Joe's ever had to be for a gig. Right. His little tie. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's he he's not he doesn't have a a, a major in in uh, in bass. So yeah. like, you know, like the music majors I've met, they're all wearing suits to mm-hmm. gigs. You know. Yeah. He's usually the tie off, no degree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No degree, sunglass wearing, <laughs> uh, uh, musical prodigy. That's yeah. Cool. This guy. So we have another one here. All right. What else we got? 
I really dig that tune though. It's really cool. <laughs> Tyler Duncan, feel the groove, huh? Oh, the groove with Joe Dart. Three signs of a bad man. Three, four time? Hmm. Yeah. So waltz? Almost. Not a waltz. Maybe. I don't know. Is it in five? Four? One, two, three. One, two, three. Oh, maybe you're right. Two, three. Right? So it's a... I mean, Joe's foot is one, three, two, four, three, one. Yeah. I couldn't figure out if it was in three or five. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I think it's three. That's what we get for uh, blue collar musicians here. On I know, the couch, right? Podcast. And, and I think that's, that, that's, um, I think that's a cool um, little note for us non-music um, school musicians out there that mm -hmm. you, uh, you can be prolific without a degree, huh? Yeah. That is a that is a really great note. But yeah, like like in the interview, he was saying like, if you don't have that uh, that feeling of time mm -hmm. and groove or groove, yeah, um, about feeling the groove, then then you know it's 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 all about uh, the practice from there. Mm -hmm. So I have a little is that, interview is that here. Mr. Duncan, it oh is. Oh my gosh! Well, I don't think they would really encounter. Yeah, and it's cool to put those <laughs> two together. This is Tyler and uh, this is the other. I, uh, so I have a question. Baby about Dart, shirt. 2013. Sounds like the bass is going. It is. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about the first time? That's the first time. That looks like a time like it. Okay. Cool. Literally me. Recently. Yeah. I was worried that it, I was going to like lose my taste buds, you know? And I was just like, wow, you know what? If I didn't have my taste buds, like, I'm not sure my life would really be worth living anymore. Yeah. You know, because I just, you know, because that's for me kind of what it's all about, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, I love music, but like food, <laughs> you know? What was that shit? That's like Play my that favorite. So Jesse Murphy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like that's a fun part, man. We'll get kind of dub on that. So know. dub, dude. Dub. I love it. This is so cool. This is uh, creating that the Olam documentary yeah. and on the Olam YouTube channel. 
Yeah, so if you guys ever want to well, watch this, Joe, Joe is <laughs> in it you're such a quite frequently here. They're literally doing the Conscious Club podcast right here. Literally the Conscious Club <laughs> podcast. Uh, they interview the drummer. They interview all of the, in I get to the players like, here. You know, slip in there. <laughs> stink face ah <laughs> uh, <It's> you <laughs> it just it's it's an it's it's really the only reaction to have <laughs> you know it's like a badass motorcycle teddy bear i was gonna say yeah it's yeah, like it's a teddy very, bear riding a hawk it's very manly you know coming from me like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> there's no too hairy though. it's really hard to apply uh, any sort of label or you know a genre to this it's like a groove record you know which is like my favorite like lunas is like the only real strong like bass presence in irish music you know john is the one who has like much more of like a trad sure. following I, I like the idea of his fans like hearing a bass player like joe who i don't think they would really encounter yeah and it's cool to put those two together <laughs> <laughs> i love so it adorable. this is great yeah so if you ever guys if you guys ever want to watch it go to the the olam yeah it's like a 12 minute documentary about it's three uh, l's Olam with three L's, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, check that out. Great. Pretty cool. Awesome. This brings us to Funny Funk. This brings us to Funny Funk. All right. And I have an Olam goof, actually, in Funny Funk here. <laughs> the couch too I love it I just love how this guy watches Joe It's just so funny I love this I love that desk too Yeah I need a, I, I like I'd like a desk like that <laughs> Perhaps for podcasting Perhaps Maybe next year we'll And here he is studio. <laughs> Just the head <laughs> in the background. Just the head. I love this. And they're using Logic Pro. Mm-hmm. Love that. <laughs> mm. Beautiful. The couch from the Lee Town. Yep. It's the basement. And here he is. And the uh, fireplace. Ah. <laughs> the driver. Love it. And the fireplace, yeah, yeah, from the MSG show. Yeah, it's the soft, it's the, it's, it's the basement. The basement. The basement, the old basement in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So, yeah, I thought that Beautiful. that was just funny because this guy is just creeping on Joe. Um, yeah. So, uh. Well, I think it's, you know, it's the drum and the bass. They're tracking drum and bass, so why not have the drummer <laughs> there too, you know? Yeah, I also along. found this old picture and I just thought that <laughs> Jack looked like the fangirl. He does. Of Wolfpack here. I That's great. Cute. Heavy Michigan hang at the Wolfpack concert last night in LA. This huh? is from Joe's uh, Insta. Um, back on Mar- March 2015, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back when uh, Theo had hair. Before the the Theo balding uh, <laughs> portion of his life. <laughs> so this is Funny Funk Joe edition here. Are you ready to get your world rocked? Ready. Yes. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Do it. Want to get some Joe, all up in you? I don't know. Well, prepare to be Wolf. Ah! <laughs> 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 
I love it now, it's just a gif. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. This is incredible. It just speeds up, speeds up, speeds up. Jeez. <laughs> the it doesn't not work, you know? Oh, it for sure works. So let's get credit here. That was by Nicolino underscore O on YouTube. On YouTube. So slap it the best, Judd Arfie, Paul Rudd. Next one here. Oh, this is cool. Isolated boogie on reggae woman bass. And then Mario. It's just Mario? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't not work? It doesn't not work. Let's see if there's comments on this. This is by the other brothers on YouTube. Boogie on Reggae YouTuber. Uh, Wolfpack Howls. Interesting. So I thought it was cute. Yeah. Cute fun. Cute fun. <laughs> I love it. Here. Oh boy. Coco on the keys, mama. On Coco Flicks with K's. <laughs> oh, she's Wolfie. Oh, Such a docile gorilla. Love that scratch. <laughs> Love the scratch. He's like, my sense of timing is off. Sorry. Now with this. I feel like this is your mom trying to teach kids how to play piano. Oh, it'll replay it. <laughs> Remind me so much of just kids, you know? Yeah. Sign language. God, Coco's so smart. She's signing. Cut her off after 15 notes. God, man. Coco's so smart. That's so crazy. I love Coco so much. Coco, oh, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one here. Joe Dart visualization, huh? It's like every picture is a 16th note. Correct. <laughs> I guess we can end with this, huh? Yeah. All right. Let me grab. Let me grab the bass here. Huh? All right. See if we can do it. I want to give credit really quick to uh, Ted Trembinski on YouTube. He made this. does the note so it's like it, when it goes ah. up he goes up <laughs> love that good work ted and he even does it like <laughs> i 
there you go. <laughs> Can't forget the most important part. I gotta have your sunnies. <laughs> Joe Fart, Squire Bass. <laughs> y'all <laughs> i will too <laughs> hey everybody indy here and thanks for watching the conscious club podcast please be advised that this is a fan-made podcast even though we would love nothing more we are not associated with wolfpack wolf records llc wolf productions inc or any associated acts tied to the greater wolf umbrella we do this show out of love not for monetary gain we simply wanted an outlet like this to exist so we made it happen and i hope that's okay thanks for watching and always remember fee fi fo fum.